This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Every day is an April Fool day for me because people say I'm a fool. Because you are the April Fool. Yeah, so 30 days. It's your day. It's my day, yeah. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpup. Jake Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard and good! Jake Kinnaman makes it in at the buzzer and we've got overtime! Everything happening in the sports world. Galen wants Jackson and he scores! On the last play of the game! Unbelievable! And even some things not happening in the sports world. Just be patient and I know I stink. Everyone tells me I stink. Yeah, you're so the worst. I am the worst. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson and the most excited man for today's show, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, do you want to tell the people about your progress on the golf course? Steve went from I don't, I don't want to, S- I don't Steve want went to. from Shankopotamus to Tiger Woods in the stretch of about two weeks. <laughs> I wanted to give you a chance to brag a little, Steve. Oh, you got to feel I good. I don't want to brag. You're not a braggart. You're, you're I, humble. I don't. I, I'm I'm humble because I know I could turn around and go back to. Being bad again. If so. Mr. Blade starts popping up around well, the green again. He popped up twice last night. But Steve, being the humble man that he is, he won't tell us about it, but he's the man. He shot a very low number, something that his good friend Tiger Woods would be very impressed with. Phil Mickelson would be very impressed with. Will you not? Come on, Steve. Oh, Lefty would be impressed with you. 70. He'd, he'd, give you a, he'd give you a thumbs up. I shot a 70. Look at that. Steve shot a 70. Steve That's shot only, a seventy. Now I, I'm only eight years away from shooting, my, or eight strokes away from shooting my. There age. you go. You're going to have to have a good day to shoot your age now, well, but just give it a little yeah, more time, yeah. and you'll get there. Well, Steve, we're excited about today's show. If you are a regular listener of this show, then you probably hear Steve at least once a day, if not twice, or sometimes three times a day. He'll say something along the lines of "pistol hot take." He'll say, is that a pistol hot take? (laughs) And when he's referring to that, he's talking about our friend, Peter Holland Jr. of the McPherson Sentinel. We call him the pistol, Pistol Pete. And sometimes he's got some hot takes. So that means that every now and then we've got to bring the pistol in here in studio to deliver those hot takes today, like the NFL mock draft. He's got his whole draft ready. It got thrown off a little bit the other day when the Chiefs decided to move out of the first round and take Frank Clark. But pistol... It's good to have you back. Glad to be back. I miss you guys. Are you feeling good? Of course. It feels like Christmas to me. It is kind of like Christmas when we get Pistol in studio. Pistol, what's new over at the Sentinel? Um, Nothing's really changed as much. Just trying to get through the whole spring. You know, it's always been busy and always something going on. Well, when you are going through your typical spring, what people sometimes don't remember is that there are so many different sports. And and we're going through basketball season, for the most part, for you and your coverage. It's McPherson I basketball teams, Inman, Little River, Canton Galva, Smoky Valley, Elyria Christian. Did I miss any? 
than just about everybody. I don't. Mount I don't Ridge. think I left Ridge anybody. Mount, Mount Ridge. How Mount could Ridge. I forget them? I'm, I'm sorry, Coach Unrail. Hilaria, you got them. Yeah. Um, we got them. But okay. for the most part, that's your job. You're not really. None of them really have wrestling besides Smoky Valley, and so you're not having to do a ton of other stuff. But during the spring. It is just jam-packed. You've got soccer. You've got track and field. You've got baseball. You've got softball. We're just talking about McPherson, too. Well, right. And then you've got all the other area teams that have so many different teams going and so many different games. And Steve is always very upset on Wednesday mornings Ooh. and Friday mornings because Brutal. Tuesday night and Thursday night are those busy days. And I know that you have some of those same problems that Steve has. Something like that. It, it does get tough, when, especially when you're the sports editor and you have to be everywhere at once. And... You're pretty much doing everything from writing to shooting. You got to find what what will be the main art for the front page. You got to get in, get in contact with all the coaches, or they'll send us stuff when you want to do a recap and whatever. It's it's just all over the place, and sometimes I don't get it done the night before. Sometimes I have to wake up super early just to get everything Ooh. everything put together. Ooh. Just come up with a package. Sometimes we're not just because we got so many content, it won't even make it to. Some of the some of the schools don't make it to um, Wednesday's paper, but we'll try to fit it into the next day's paper as well. So we try to get everyone covered. Well, Pete, one thing I know that you've been having to learn a little bit on the fly, and something that Steve knows a lot about, and that is layout. And I know that that's a scary word for some of the sports journalists that whenever they are working in the newspaper, whenever their boss comes in and says, "I need you to start working on layout." Design. Yeah. Design. It is a it is a scary word because it means that you are not only just creating the content to put in the paper, but you are designing and putting together the layout of how it's going to look. You've got to be good on computers. You've got to take pictures. You've got to put those in there. Photoshop. How has your life been since you have started doing that? Um. This it's just it's just really it's gonna be tough as far as because I'm still I'm still trying to figure things out. Um, just with the measurements, um, just play, placing, and just and the Photoshop thing. Uh, but I'm starting to get a hang of it. I mean, I had a good main editor, is just um, and Terry. She's um, she's guiding me through it. She's working me through it. I'm sh I'm sure I'll get it done some maybe by another month or so. You'll be the expert here pretty soon. Oh, that's what I'm hoping. Well, for those of you that don't know this about the pistol. He's from Miami. He's from South Beach. He's a big fan of the Heat. He's even got his Miami Heat, Miami Vice shirt on today. And, of course, we've got to ask you about your good friend and probably hero, Dwayne Wade, retiring. I guess he's officially retired now since the Heat didn't make the postseason. Mm -hmm. Have you been following the, the Dwayne Wade ESPN buzz about how they want to bring him on as an analyst? That's, that's probably a big troll just because of Paul Pierce. Thing. I think that's kind of funny. You don't think D-Wade would be a good analyst? Oh, it's not that. I think he's going to be a good I think he'll be a good um, analyst. He's got a good personality, but I think that's not what he wants to do. I think he's just trying to... He just wants to make Gatorade commercials with Gabrielle Union? <laughs> probably movies, Pro don't you think? Probably. I, no, I think he's more like a guy who you'll see him in one place. He'll just go by gigs. Maybe he'll just go to like a fashion show or something. Or he, he loves traveling. Traveling is just probably what he does. That's probably going to take most of his time. So I think he's You have him on that. Facebook? I assume you had him on Facebook. Well, I follow him on Twitter. Oh, and okay. Instagram. And Instagram. Okay. Instagram. Well, you remember, I don't do Twitter and Instagram. so I think you should. We, we really have to give you a Twitter. Well, uh, I, see, I think Steve's Twitter would be really good. Steve, you'll, be, you'll get 1,000 followers in about a week. Uh, that's you'll be verified. That's a thousand more people. You'll than be I verified need. in a month. I think that I think that's how you well know. 
Well, I see some people that are in their 60s. I didn't want to say old guys, but I see people that are in their 60s that are sports reporters, and they're all over it. I think it could be you, I don't Steve. know any sports reporters in their 60s around here. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all starting to retire or move away and, and do what they have to do. Pistol, have you been keeping up with the NBA postseason without your Miami Heat involved? Um, because I you're have. an NBA guy. Yeah, I have. I don't really, I don't really care much about the first round just because um, usually you'll see sweeps or you'll see like game five. But the Western Conference is always fun to watch mostly, especially, well, I don't, I'm don't. i sorry about your Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh, it hurt. Golden State just laid an egg last night. That's right. My yeah. goodness. At home. And they admitted after the game, they were already thinking about Houston. Clay Thompson came out and said it. He says, we're already looking ahead. We're looking at Houston. So now they got to play a game six, which they didn't want to do, in L.A. But I tell you, I think this is just what they needed. This will be the final jolt that will get them focused. And I think they are going to go on an absolute tear from here on out. We haven't had a show since my Oklahoma City Thunder melted down and lost their playoff series at Portland on Tuesday night. They were up by 15 points with about seven minutes left with Russell Westbrook and Paul George, two of the top 20 players in the NBA, and they couldn't figure it out. They let Damian Lillard hit a 37-foot jumper at the buzzer to win. Did either of you see the video of not Steph Curry, but Seth Curry on the Trailblazers? So he went and parked himself in the corner for that final Damian Lillard shot. And it was very clear that the ball was going to be in Lillard's hands. He's taking the final shot. So Seth Curry's just standing over there with his hands on his knees, talking to the Oklahoma City Thunder bench. And you can see him looking at them for the last 10 seconds and saying, you know he's going to make this shot, right? You know he's going to make this shot. Ball goes up, ball goes down, and he just turns and looks at the bench and goes, well, I told you, the series is over. So I've been in a little bit of disarray and frustration with the Oklahoma City Thunder, and maybe they'll win at some point. But I just long for the days of Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd love to have them all back. Don't you think Oklahoma City is just kicking themselves now? Because well, they're going to be really upset if the Rockets win I, the finals. I don't think they really realized what they had in James Harden. They just did not realize at the time what they had. It's very upsetting. But, Pistol, you're, you're just over your one-year mark here at McPherson. We had you on probably the last time at some point this summer, maybe in August or mm-hmm. July, sometime around then. And we asked for a little status report. How are you adjusting? How do you like Central Kansas? Because you're a South Beach guy. You've spent some time out in Utah. But for the most part, you're a a Miami guy. You're a Florida guy. And it's a little different than Kansas. Now that you're at the one-year and three-month mark, have you become acclimated here? Do you feel like you're a member now? Well, I feel like I'm I'm very adjusted. I'm... I'm growing fond to the McPherson weather, but outside... <laughs> it's uh, not bad weather, it's, Pistol. It's a little cold for you. It's okay, I mean, I guess. But outside of that, uh, I really I do enjoy being here. Um, it's, a really, it's a really good small town, very quiet, and I really, I really love the people here. The people are very passionate about their high schools, and I really enjoy covering them. I think Pistol was a little worried early on about all these cornfields and wheat fields and probably those wind farms whenever we're driving out to Hayes or Dodge City. I think he was probably a little thrown off. What's the the thing that you thought maybe was the weirdest about Central Kansas a year ago that now you look back and go, oh, yeah, that's that's completely normal? Pretty much that and, and just the wide open space, the animals, the farms all over the place. and <laughs> You like seeing the deer roam? <laughs> um, 
we're like more like dead skunks. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only thing that I really can't stand when I'm driving. You don't have any dead skunks in South Beach? No. Dead we, skunk we in have, the middle of the road? We have dead iguanas, not dead skunks. That's and true. They, and they don't go through your air conditioner when you're smelling inside <laughs> the car. So. Yeah, the, the, the skunk sometimes will, will do a little damage for you. Pistol, you know the song, right, where they say where the deer and the antelope play? Oh, yeah. Seldom is heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You, you knew all about it. Well, Pistol, the reason you're here today is today's the first day of the NFL draft. It's coming up tonight. We're a little bit worried about your Dolphins. They're in the rumor mill of trying to make a move. We're going to take our first break. When we come back, we want to hear your mock draft, your best quarterbacks, who's going number one, and what the Miami Dolphins are going to do in the first round tonight as well. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell, and joined in studio today by Peter Holland Jr. of the McPherson Sentinel. Now, the pistol reached out to me this week, and he said, all right, I'm your mock draft guy. Don't be calling anybody else. Don't call Ian Rappaport. Don't call Schefter. Adam Schefter. Don't call any of those guys. Especially Mel Kuyper. Yeah, don't call Mel Kuyper. Call me. you got to get me on the show. i got to give you my mock draft. And so, Pistol is our NFL insider. And my first question for you, who's going number one tonight in the first round of the NFL draft? Because there's been a lot of speculation around it, whether it's going to be Kyler Murray with the Arizona Cardinals, whether getting back with, or I guess not getting back with, but having a chance to play for Cliff Kingsbury in an offense that everybody thinks could be very exciting, or do you think it's going to be a defensive first round where it's just going to be all of these defensive linemen and that Kyler Murray might fall? That's what's crazy about it. Cause that's what I really love about this year's draft is, is, is a loaded defensive class, especially the front line defensive line, but I believe Kyler Murray is going to be the number one overall pick. I think he's, he's the guy, he's just, he's a special talent and is something that you just can't pass by. So I think Kyler Murray will be the guy for the Arizona Cardinals. I really like Kyler Murray, and I, I've been watching a lot of him since his high school career, and he's one of those people that I can remember getting on YouTube and typing in high school football player highlights and his popping up and just running circles around people at Allen High School in Texas. And so I've been a big fan of him and have watched his career go, and I've always been rooting for him. And there have been a lot of people that keep saying, and probably people like Steve, that say, he's too small. He's too small. How can he play in the NFL? If he runs into even Quentin Williams in this draft or Nick Bosa, how's he going to be able to get up off the ground after getting slammed by J.J. Watt? What's your answer to that? It's a valid argument. Um, it's just how how it's not just about when he takes the hit. It's how how will he respond when he gets back up? You know how how he's going to respond to that. Um, and granted, Kyler Murray, he's been blessed to have um, Oklahoma's offensive line. All four of them are declaring him for the draft as well. So so it's going to be to see how he's going to respond when he takes that first hit. But you can say much for any any quarterback in his draft, even though they have the size. 
once you take that hit, it's a matter of how you're going to respond or how you're going to get up or even creating your first, your first turnover. How are you going to how are you going to respond to that? It could be any quarterback. It doesn't really matter what necessary the size for that matter. Well, I wrote I, I wrote I, I wrote in my column today that one thing you have to remember when at Oklahoma and even when he was at Texas A and M, he out athleted everybody. He'd run around back there by himself some time, and eventually it was similar to Baker Mayfield, but different because it's another level of speed. But when you get in the NFL, everybody's an athlete, so it's, it's you know he's going to be under the gun. It, it's going to be interesting to see. He's not. He's only like five nine and three quarters. And to me, he's Steve Sell size. Yeah, and to me, that's a detriment because, and especially when you know you got six six defensive ends and defensive tackles, and they get their arms up. Is he going to be able to see around them? And you know, you look at Baker Mayfield. Really, the first half of last season, Baker Mayfield wasn't very good. But then all of a sudden, he caught fire. And I and I think Arizona's the way they're looking at this is if we pass on him, and he goes on to be. Even better than Baker Mayfield, you know they're going to feel terrible. But you have to remember they have Josh Rosen. They who spent was a first round pick last year, the tenth year. pick in the draft, Josh Rosen. So you about got to figure they're already entertaining trade talks for him, but they want so much for him. Can they carry two quarterbacks and eat up that much cap space with two quarterbacks? Pistol, will you walk us through your first five or so picks in your mock draft? Of course, the Cardinals have the first pick and. This is all based on none of them trading. San Francisco at number two, the Jets at number three, the Raiders at four, and the Bucks at five. Okay. Well, at number one, like we said, I, I got Kyler Murray at number one to the Arizona Cardinals. But after that, uh, San Francisco 49ers, I got them getting Nick Boza at the defensive end. Now, you don't have any bias to him, do you? <laughs> there is somewhat of a bias. Well, Pistol and his St. Thomas Aquinas guys, he's always putting them up in his mock draft. Other people might put him at three or four, but Pistol, because he is a former St. Thomas Aquinas Raider. Were you guys Raiders? Yeah, Raiders. Yeah, you got you got to pick your guy. But but come on now. If I was really biased, I would have had him at number one. That's true. That's true. Go, so you've got Nick Bosa at number two. What about number three to the Jets? Quinnen Williams. I like Quinnen Williams a lot. He is a beast from Alabama. He's one of those you can't miss, and he can make a difference maker uh, on the defensive side. Um, and the New York Jazz they need they need that someone who can clogged up that clogged up the uh, the line of scrimmage, and I think he's that guy. What about number four? The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Josh Allen from Kentucky. Okay. I think he'd make a good replacement for Cleo Mack. I don't, I'm not sure he'll put up the same amount of numbers as Cleo Mack, but he's good enough to make the plays as Cleo Mack. And he's run. freaky. I was watching some film on him today. He, oh, he's, he's crazy. Yeah, he, he is very freaky. And, and the Raiders, you know, they've made a lot of moves in the offseason. And, uh, uh, you know, they've got to get a team that's ready for Las Vegas in a couple years or next, was it, the year after next. Yeah. And and they've got to have a product, you know, that people are going to buy into because if they go 2-14 and 14 this year or 3-13, and 13, you think Las Vegas is going to really welcome that? All right, Pistol, what about up the road from you in South Beach to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Who are you thinking they will take at five? Because I think it's another defensive pick, too. Devin White, linebacker okay. from LSU. I think... He can. He's the guy who's another guy you just can't miss. Yeah, he can start right away. Whether you want to put him at at the Mike linebacker middle, or you can put him outside as a as a Sam linebacker. Now the other guys we've mentioned, they are all pass rushers or interior defensive linemen. But it mm-hmm. feels like the middle linebacker, or even just a, a standard linebacker position, has not been quite as valued 
in the draft of late. And, of course, the money is different, too, with a lot of those players, too. But mm-hmm. I haven't seen that many true linebackers, your, your, your true middle-of-the-defense type of guy. A lot of the times you can find those a little bigger discount, but that's why everybody likes Devin White so much because he is so talented. Yeah, and especially Devin White, um, what really what really made his money when he had the fastest 40 time for a linebacker. He ran a 4-4-2, if, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> you can't find these kind of players in his size and run a 4-4-2. That's, that's just incredible, and um, he's definitely a top-five pick, no doubt about it, and I think the Tampa Bay would it just sit back, they will definitely get him. They can and, have- and this is what makes the draft so interesting because – we don't know if Kyler Murray's going to – he could be a dud. I mean, he right. may – and then he may say, I may just go back and play baseball because, you know, he was the number seven overall pick by the Oakland A's in the, in the baseball draft. But Bosa, I think everyone will tell you, Quinn and Williams, uh, Josh Allen and, and White, the LSU line, those four guys, they're not going to miss. I mean, they're, they're pretty much – they're going to be great players. Everybody pretty much knows that, but yet – the number one pick will go for a guy that you're not sure how good he's going to be. They could go save. I still think I, – I think Bosa's the best player in the draft. That's just me. I, I, I like Bosa, and I, I think you can't go wrong with him. But uh, Arizona, they've got so many needs. I mean, they were really, really bad last year. Well, they fired a first-year coach, so yeah, that they tells fired you how a bad it was. Coach. And, and to be honest, Cliff Kingsbury – I'm not really questionable. I I think that was a very questionable hire. I I like it. Well, yeah, you like the young brash guys with sunglasses. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of me, just young and very handsome. But he's a beard. He's a pretty boy, fancy pants. Yeah, a lot like me. Okay, very young and handsome. Okay, but you but into his the Cliff Kingsbury defense, he he did coach he did coach um the two quarterbacks are in the NFL right now. But his Texas Tech his Texas Tech teams didn't ever do anything. They were. Six and seven or seven think, and six. And I think year. that's probably another reason why probably the Cardinals role will pick Kyler Murray just because he's seen Kyler Murray. Well, hopefully, really hopefully, I haven't looked who he's hired as his assistants, but let's hope he's got some veteran NFL assistants around him that can kind of keep him in check a little bit. Pistol, what about your quarterbacks in this draft? Of course, you believe Kyler Murray is going to be number one, but there are other there are other quarterbacks that are at least tempting to people. It's not the same as it mm-hmm. was last year with Josh Allen and. All, all the different big names, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold. It, it's not the exact same as, as that type of an appeal, but you've got a quarterback in Drew Locke that people in this area have seen a lot of at the University of Missouri. You've got Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State who had a very good chance to win the Heisman right behind Kyler Murray this year. You've got Daniel Jones out of Duke who is kind of an unheard of guy for a lot of people. Will Greer at West Virginia, Big 12 people saw a lot of him. How do you see the quarterbacks falling in this draft? Well, in regard to Dwayne Haskins, Drew Locke, and Daniel Jones, those are probably the possibilities that you might see them somewhere in the first round range. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, he's he's an all-around pocket passer that's still around. Stephen A. Smith would tell you that he's a great running quarterback, I, <laughs> which is not true. <laughs> I think he's a Dante Somebody. Culpepper. That's who he reminds me okay. of. Um, i say maybe a little bit of Donald McNabb-ish. A little bit in there as well. They're about the same size. Yeah, um, he has a size. He has an NFL arm, but I don't know. I'm just something. There's something about in this in this league. You got to be mobile. Um, I I'm just not. 
I like I like Dwayne Haskins and if he falls to my Dolphins, great, but I, I prefer someone who's more mobile than what Dwayne Haskins is. Now Drew Locke isn't the most mobile quarterback. He was in a Missouri offense where they just went out of the shotgun and threw sixty times a game. Just go, go, go. And he's got a really good arm. I saw a lot of Drew Locke in high school. He's from Lee Summit High School on the Missouri side, so mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of him. I've watched him beat Arkansas three times, and I'm just not sold that he's going to be a big-time NFL quarterback. Do I think he'll make a roster and be a backup for a while at the, at the worst? Yeah, I, I do think he'll stick around, but I don't really think he's got the big-time ability. I, think, I only think there's two quarterbacks to me that are worthy of first round. I think Kyler Murray... And Haskins are really the only two. The other guys are a real reach as far as I'm concerned. It's, just one, it's not a good year for quarterbacks mm -hmm. in this year's draft. Well, last year was just a killer year for quarterbacks, right. and that's why this first round was so exciting. And this is not a sexy first round of the draft because there's so many defensive linemen. There's a lot of offensive linemen. So, And there, there's a tight end that I know is in the top ten, TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson out of Iowa. So when you've got Gronk tight ends, <laughs> defensive ends, and defensive tackles, it's not that sexy draft. But I think that the players that are in this draft are really solid. Right. And um, in regard to Drew Locke, uh, I'm not I'm not too sold on him. When I think of Drew Locke, uh, I think of Jay Cutler. It's just because of he's a he's an incredible athlete. He can throw. It's the inconsistencies that really does that just rubbed me the wrong way. It, it just brings me some of back memories of when Jake Cutler was a Miami Dolphin and how, and just he just had that talent, but I just don't think he's good enough to take it to the next level like you would hope he would. What do you think your Dolphins are going to do? Their first pick right now is at 13 in the first round, but there are a lot of rumors just in the last couple hours that they might be moving up into the first round, and and these rumors are sort of started by saying that they don't think the Cardinals are going to take Kyler Murray. And that if he starts to fall, that your Miami Dolphins might go after him. I'm not really buying that just because the Miami Dolphins have so many needs other than the quarterback positions. Uh, they got so many needs. I, I can go a full another full hour just talking about how many positions they need, <laughs> that, need that needs that need to be plugged in right away. I think the Miami Dolphins should... What they need to do is get out of the AFC East. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. If Kyler Murray doesn't go one, how far is he going to fall? So the oh, number two pick is San Francisco. They're not drafting no. a quarterback. Number three is the Jets. I don't think they're no. drafting a quarterback. Number four, the Raiders. No. John Gruden loves him. John I, I, Gruden I, wants I him. I could see it. He loves him. Yeah. Especially because I think they don't want to love Derek Carr. Yeah. You could see them being kind of on the outs, but I don't know if he'd go there. The Bucks. Maybe. No, they're probably they're, not. I, I think they're going to stick with Jameis. Now but, the Giants at six. Oh, that's the tempting one. Oh yeah, and the. From a PR standpoint, the Giants need some good PR because they have been getting slaughtered. You don't think Eli Manning's a great uh, fit at quarterback? They have been getting slaughtered by the New York media, and that would definitely be a pick that would uh, uh, probably get them off their back. The thing with the New York Giants, they're, they're somewhat in the same position as the Miami Dolphins are, is that everyone's just raving they need a quarterback, they need a quarterback, but they're still ignoring the fact that there's other needs that, that, that need to be addressed that they need to put in right away. New York Giants is one of the worst defense in the NFL, and the same goes for the Miami Dolphins, and they probably want to take advantage of the the the, the defensive players that can contribute right away um, as much as the quarterback when you want to sit out behind Eli Manning. That's probably one of those um, things you want to consider as well. 
All right, we've got to take our final break. We've got Peter Holland Jr. of the McPherson Sentinel in with us this afternoon. The pistol, we're going to get his final predictions next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. We've got Pistol Peter Holland ramping up our show with us today. Pistol... We're going to run through some predictions for you. Your hot takes. You feel good? Rapid fire? Number one, is it going to be Kyler Murray that's the first pick in the draft tonight? Yes, without a question. That's uh, no doubt in your mind. No hesitation. So no doubt that if he is in a Miami Dolphins hat at the end of the night, that you you can't say anything about it? You're saying no way he will be a Dolphin, even though those are the rumors right now? I'll just act like I didn't say what I said on there and just be happy that they got the quarterback of the future. My second question for you, will the Kansas City Chiefs move up into the first round and have a pick tonight? Um, I don't think so. I think they just sit back at the second round, and you can get a pretty good defensive player, especially at the cornerback position in the second round. I think they'll just sit pretty. Okay, number three. I got to come up with a third question for you on the spot. Number three, is Nick Bosa going to be the number two pick tonight for sure? Yes. Is he going to represent St. Thomas Aquinas strong? Just like every other player that's that represents St. Thomas. <laughs> now, how how was Joey Bosa compared to your grade? Was he like two years younger than you? Three? Um, I don't remember how he old was, he was compared to he you. Was a, he was a grade below me. He was a sophomore, and I was a and I was like a, a junior when we were on the team. When we Did won. you make him ca- carry your shoulder pads in after practice? Say, like, come on, scrub. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not that kind of guy. He has he's the twice amount of time than I will ever have. So. Who's the best Bosa? That's a tough one. Um I think Nick Bosa's the better athlete, but Joey, I think he's the more dominant. I think Nick Bosa. Well, the problem for Joey is that he has to face the greatest quarterback to ever walk the face of the earth <laughs> two times a year. That's his big problem. All right, Pistol, anything you need to tell us about the Sentinel? Any, any big stories coming up um, look, to direct the people to? Well, today's paper is my team of the week, and I gave it to the McPherson girls soccer team. Spoiler alert. Um, get a chance to read it. <laughs> and um, I also made like a nice feature story over the weekend on Jemiah O'Quinn from Malridge High School. Um, I encourage you all to get a chance to read it when you get a chance. There you go. Peter Holland, he's the Pistol. Whenever you walk by him at a sporting event, just say pistol and give him the the guns. <laughs> pistol. Or just tell me I was wrong for everything I said. Yeah, that, that works too. Well, that's what everybody tells yeah, me. We, we that's what that everybody too. does to me. So. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up today's show. Steve, how about your final prediction? Who's going number one tonight? Oh, I think it's I think it's Murray. I, I think it should be Bosa. Can I take the field? You guys take Kyler Murray. I'll take the field. Okay, you can take the field. I'll take the field. You know, the field wins normally. We're going to see. I I feel good about the field. Okay. (laughs) Wrapping up today's show for Peter Holland, for Steve Sellum, Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... 
Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.